Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Wanna go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Boys Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 84 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? A little wacky Wednesday? Here we go. Well, at the top of the show, guys, I gotta say, right off the go, DraftKings has been put out a put out a little deal here. Sponsor DraftKings sponsors the network. Uh, all the shows in the network, we're having a little inter inter network competition. Please, folks listening, go to Twitter, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter. Follow my account. Go to it on the. There's a tweet there, and it should be right at the top of my profile. If you retweet it, it's a jersey giveaway. And whatever account has the most, whatever show gets the most retweets, um, gets to give away a jersey to whoever. So I'm going to have a draw out of all the people that retweeted the stuff. And one of my followers will get a free jersey, an authentic NHL jersey. I said, I have 6,200 followers on Twitter and I have like 40 retweets. And I said, and then there's other shows that have like 300 followers and they got like a 90. It's like, come on, what, what's going on? Like, I must have, I must, I don't even want, I have 6,200 followers. What, I literally have 6,000 dormant accounts following me, or what? I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, hey, if you, so I'm trying to give you guys away, I'm trying to give a jersey away to somebody. So, no, seriously though, if you're on Twitter, please go to the Fourth Line Voice account. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe the arrogantly thinking, if you're listening to this show, you're probably already following me on Twitter. But if you're not, or if you even if you are, and you haven't retweeted the jersey thing, could you go retweet it? I mean, I don't know, maybe you don't give a shit. Like, I mean, I wouldn't give a shit about an NHL jersey, but I mean, I know a million people I could give one away to. So, you know, I mean, Christmas, hell, get got a Christmas gift or something. You look like, give it away to somebody, you look like a hero, give them an authentic jersey that's worth like, or hell, go win it and then go sell it on friggin' eBay for 
half the price, make some free free money, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit what you do with it, but just retweet the retweet the jersey post. You'll see it. It's got a little Chiefs jersey. It says retweet it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, so that I'd really appreciate if you guys could do that. But also, fourth line voice on YouTube. Uh, almost twenty five hundred fight videos on there now. Um, definitely check it out. Subscribe to the channel. Um, when you subscribe, you'll just get instant notification when I put up fights. I'm getting a bunch of new DVDs. Well, they're old DVDs, but they'll be new to you. No one's seen this stuff. Um, so I'll be constantly updating or uploading some fights. So yeah, don't you won't want to miss a single punch. But definitely check out the YouTube channel, and uh, and then brand new on Facebook. Uh, I've been on there for a couple of weeks now. It has actually led to some content for the show. So uh, which I'm going to get into here shortly. Um, but yeah, fourth line voice on Facebook. I'm finally getting back into Facebook. I mean, I had a private account for years, but it's pretty well been dormant for a while. Um, but I think, uh, going forward, I think Facebook, I know Alec has told me for a long time to get into fate, make a show podcast or make, okay, let's try this again to make a show Facebook page, a Facebook page for the show. That's what I'm trying to say. Geez, easy for you to say. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I finally did that. And it was basically for the purpose of posting stuff on the Enforcer Appreciation Group. Um, but at the same time, I've gone around and, um, you know, when I see kind of ex-players that I think might want to, you know, it would be interesting to get them on the show or whatever. You know, I send out a friend's request or whatever. And, um, you know, I've already got 300 and some friends, I'm doing air quotes, on Facebook. But I think it's a great you know, kind of a networking tool as far as a podcaster goes. Um so, and, I've, and actually, I have a guest lined up uh, to do an interview on Friday morning that's from Facebook that I wouldn't have got otherwise. So, um, so far, so good. Uh, like I said, it's led to a few, well, we'll I'll get into that shortly. But, um, yeah, so if you're on Facebook, and I think Facebook's probably more my demographic anyway. I would say Twitter's a young man's game. Um, where, and I've gotten, hey, I've, like I said, 6,000 followers on Twitter, and they've, I've had great interactions, and, uh, you know, I've gotten a bunch of players off of Twitter, that's, well, obviously, that was the majority, up until two weeks ago, that was my main sort of advertising vehicle was Twitter, so, um, you know, it's been quite, it's done quite well and everything, um, but I think, really, that Facebook is probably, if I think about it, <clears throat> is probably more my demographic, because um, I, I think Facebook's definitely an older crowd. Um, which I sort of have an older audience, I would think, more the disenchanted fan and um, the old school fan, if you will, and and same with the players are on there because, like I said, everyone and their dog had a Facebook account back in the day, and a lot of people obviously still do. Um, whereas a lot of these ex players, they're not on Twitter; they give two shit. Their kids might be, but they're not. Um, so uh, I, I think going forward, I think Facebook should be a really, uh, really um, interesting and helpful tool. Um, to get guests, and uh, I'm hoping to land one. This will be a real unique guest if I can get this guy. I he just accepted my friend's request. Well, I sent it today, and he and he accepted it really right away. So I'm really hoping to uh, get. I'm gonna. I don't want to jump too quick here. I'm gonna buy some time here, but I'm gonna try in the next couple of days. I'm gonna send him a message, and uh, hopefully he's into it. And, uh, cause I think that it'd be a really interesting interview and I will, I won't say any names in case it doesn't happen, but, uh, yeah, I think you guys will dig it. But, um, but in the meantime, I think my Friday guest, um, he's, he's already sending me information to use for the interview. So I think he's really going to get into it. Um, WHL guy played in the SJHL, won a World Bank Cup, I believe. I haven't done, I haven't done my complete deep dive research on him. I mean, I know who he is. I watched his fights. I have some of his fights. Um, but, uh, my brother played against them, so, actually, my brother fought him, but, um, yeah, he would, uh, um, yeah, so, I mean, I know who the guy is and stuff, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, you deep dive a guy's career, you learn a lot of shit, right, so, I believe they won a, he won a Royal Bank Cup, so, um, and then he played in the, in the minors for a few years, and then played for the, the infamous Laval Chiefs, uh, for a little while, so, I'm really looking forward to talking to him, so, that'll be on Friday, um, which leads me to today, guys, um, Obviously, I always talk on here, if anybody's a, a, a regular listener, um, of course, Wednesday is interview day, and then Sunday is my shit show Sunday episode, as, as Joe calls it, or, or, or uh, suggests that I should call it, and I kind of dig it, so uh, my rant show, or my whatever you want to call it show, 
Um, but unfortunately, guys, uh, I had some no-shows and uh, I have no guest. So uh, instead of just canceling it completely and be, you know, I'll talk to you guys Sunday, um, I decided, uh, you know, I, you'll just get more of me talking, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the way when it's a podcast or an interview show, um, it happens. Uh, you know, like I said, I had, I've literally, I literally have four guys that I'm actively setting up times with and, uh, yeah, and one just, you know, whatever they decide to no show. So, and they don't get back to you and it's a game of hide and seek, which, you know, it can be very frustrating. I mean, I, I understand life gets in the way we're all busy, but, uh, you know, uh, it would have, a, a text saying so would have been nice. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, going forward, we'll see what happens. So, but it's really frustrating. Like I said, I thought I had something lined up for uh, for the weekend and uh, didn't hear from them. And uh, yeah, what can you do? But um, yeah, and I'm sure down the line, I'll uh, I'll get I'll get the guys on the line and and we'll, and we'll uh, you know we'll record something. I really hope so because I'm really interested in talking with the guys. But uh, you know, in the meantime, uh, for today, you're stuck with me. Sorry. But, uh, but like I said, I didn't want to just like, you know, oh, fuck it. I'm not showing up and see you guys Sunday. Um, you know, I want to give you something if you're, uh, so I said, give you something to listen to while you ride the, st- or the stair climber or you're jogging or whatever you happen to be doing, sitting in your cubicle, trying to avoid, uh, Diane and her talking about her cats. So if you're sitting there eating your cheese sandwich and, uh, like my boy Shieldsy there, I know you're listening out there in the peg, um, wingman consultant. Check him out. Good dude. Got to get Carson back on the show, actually. Um, but yeah, guys, that's uh, that's what's happening. But uh, yeah, going forward, like I said, this is the, uh, let's get into it. Oh, I got to do the intros, right? Or the sponsors? I already did that. I've stopped and started this a couple times because my audio didn't all of a sudden crapped out. So I'm trying to try and make sure I, I can't remember what I said, though. So I'm trying not to repeat myself and sound like a... If I'm repeating myself, it's because I got I got lost in what I already said and had to re-record and blah blah blah. So forgive me, because I'm not gonna go back and edit anything. I fuck editing, but uh, uh, obviously I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. About 40 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, myself, Terry Ryan, Brad Lieb, we're on the original creator side of things. Um, so yeah, check out lots of good shows on the network. Like I said, whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, for my off network friends, of course, classic Joe Lazito over at Coliseum Chronicles. He's an Islander, uh, enforcer podcast. Um, and right now he is, we are in the middle of the Trevor Gillies marathon. Uh, part two just came out today. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed part one and two. It is probably literally the, probably the most comprehensive fight interview ever done. When it's all said and done, I don't even know how long it's. It, I bet you it'll be sick because I think the both episodes are three and a pe- three hours a piece, so we're at six. And I mean, he hasn't even got to the NHL part yet, so you know. And then there's Russia, and then there's East Coast after, and yeah. Oh, well, I mean, so this is going to be like, you know, double digit hour interview. Um, so I mean, Joe's got content for the next fourteen Mondays. Um, you know, so, or no, what's today? No, you no, I always know your schedule Tuesday. Um, so yeah, so, but no, it's an outstanding job. And, and I, and I was saying, oh, who was I saying? It might've been Alec or Chris. I was saying it too, but and it was truth. Listening to Joe interview Trevor. Um, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm just, I'm actually kind of jealous. Um, just, just for the fact that at the the relationship Joe has with with the guy with some of these guys, because like I said, Joe's been around. He was at the he uh, did a lot of you know he's been around the guys uh, for years, decades, and uh, so he has that personal relationship with them, and it really comes through in his interviews. Not only with Trevor, but with Dean Ewan as well. His Dean Ewan interview is great. Mick Fakota's interview, you know, well he knows all those guys. So it's it's a different level of interview at that point when you know them and you have that personal interaction with them, and uh, and background and and history, and uh, and it comes through, and I think you get a lot uh, you'll get a lot of stories that, like if I had interviewed Trevor Gillies, um, you know I'd like to think I could you know I could do a good job of it and we'd cover his career, but I know I wouldn't get 
I wouldn't get the in-depth answers that Joe is just because I don't have that relationship with him. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah. And, and it's, uh, not jealous isn't the right word, but just, yeah, I get, well, you know, for lack of a better word, lack of a better word, but, but, uh, no, I've just, you know, it's, uh, it's really cool to hear. And like I said, some of the guys I've interviewed, I I mean, I've, I've hung out with Graf after and, and I, and I stay in communication with a lot of the guys and I've talked to a lot of them on the phone and myself, Mayrat, Dean Mayrat, I've talked to him quite a bit and we text back and forth, you know, but I'm using air quotes. Are we friends? You know, like, I mean, <coughs> in the, in the, in the broad sense of the word, yes. But I mean, they've never met my wife. I've never met theirs or their kids. I've never been involved in their life. I've never broke bread with them. So it's, it's, I don't have that kind of relationship with those guys. Like I said, you could talk to someone a bunch of times on the phone or through text or laugh about this fight and send them a clip and talk about this guy and that guy. And, oh yeah, did you see that idiot? <laughs> you know, and, and it's all, and it's cool. I, I love the interactions. It's fun. But, um, yeah, it's not on the same level as when you personally know guys. And, uh, and I think, um, that is what you get when you listen to Joe's show. It actually just sort of dawned on me the other... Like I said, Joe's been doing it for a while. He's got 40-something. Well, he's got 60-some episodes. Um, Joe just doesn't know how to number things, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, you know... But no, and I and it just sort of... The realization kind of hit me the other day when I was listening... Well, actually, it was when I was listening to the part one of the Gillies. Because um, Trevor was saying it. And it's like, yeah, you know what? And I never... I don't know why I never th- kind of put two and two together or thought of it in that way, but... Um, and I know Joe Note knew all the guys, but, um, yeah, it was just, uh, Joe's in a real unique position and, uh, and he's taking advantage of it. Um, you know, and, and, and bringing a real, a real solid show. Like you want an in-depth podcast about to know guys and enforcers. That's it, you know, and, um. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I've known Joe for 20 years, um, you know, from dealing with him on the message boards and the old tough guy magazines and trading DVDs and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, you know, Joe, you know, great guy. We talk a lot, uh, send messages back and forth, have a lot of laughs and, uh, you know, snickering at you jokers. But, uh, no, but seriously, um, you know, and we're, we're around the same age, although I will point Joe is older than I am. I got to point that out. I have more hair too. A lot more hair. My hair is glorious, actually. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no. So, I mean, we kind of come, from, we come from the same era. And, uh, you know, when it, uh, in terms of the, in hockey and stuff, you know, I think we definitely view things the same. Well, I know we view things the same way. And, and, um, you know, so, yeah. Anyway, just, yeah. The, the Gillies interview is amazing. And the Ewan and Fakoda, and Joe's done great work on all that stuff, but, um, I don't know, well, and I think, and it also helps, like, Trevor Gillies is like a podcaster's dream, I mean, he remembers everything, he gives thoughtful answers, um, you know, tells the stories, and and he he can talk, obviously, he loves talking, and, uh, yeah, I mean, as a host, you can't ask for more than that. So the combination of that personal relationship, a guy who's really willing to open up and talk about things, um, yeah, I mean, that's that, that equals podcast gold. And right now, these first two episodes are gold. And, uh, you know, every, and I mean, every time I hit record with a guy, I, I hope to... That's the standard, what you try to do now. And, uh, yeah, is to live up to those interviews. And, uh, you know, and I do my research for you guys, and I try to ask the questions... Um, as best I can, um, you know, and, and bring you guys good stuff. And, uh, but yeah, no, when I do interviews, it's, I, I want to get, you know, that level of, uh, of, of, you know, whatever you want to call it, attain that level of just how good it was. And, uh, yeah. So now that I'm done kissing Joe's ass, I'm going to move on to, uh, where the butter is made in Lando Lakes, Florida. We got Alec. Uh, who is the, does the Five for Fighting podcast? Is that where the butter's made? That's what he tells me. The ex Marine, Army boy. Uh, actually, if I said Army boy, he'd probably piss off a Marine, right? Um, <laughs> Alec is a good dude, and he's young. These young kids, these crazy kids. Um, 
but he just finished, he just uh, posted an interview with John Hewitt. Um, you know, those familiar with the LNAH uh, will know Hewitt. Um, it was an interesting interview. Uh, you know, they talk about a lot of things, um, you know, throw out some names, get some stories, and, uh, no, Alec does a great job. And like I said, check out his back catalog. It's insane. Yablonski, Bialois, Sagroy, uh, you know, Jack Craig, on and on. Um, uh, Mike DeGurse, um, all those guys. Joe, uh, again, Alec does a great job. Um, you know, he's, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the years on him. Like, he doesn't have the mileage that Joe and I have. So, he's got youth on his side. But, uh, he's got the old spirit. He's got the old, ma- he's got the, the old time heart, the heart anyway. And, um, yeah, so definitely check out his show. And then, uh, of course, for, for you new fans that watch the new stuff and you still want to get into that, um, the Obey the Puck show with Dan, Paul, and Kelly, and the Slewfoot show with Fred and Dave. Um, those guys always do a good job covering all the different, mostly the NHL, but they'll they'll cover the other leagues as well, like the women's hockey and that type of thing. And, uh, and they're good people, so listen to their show. I always say I listen to their show so I don't have to watch. And, uh, yeah, so there's the sponsors. Or there's the, my fellow podcasters. Oh, and Fight Stories with Tyler Morrison as well. I should throw that out. I never do, and I should. I really enjoy Tyler's show. He doesn't only, he, um, he, you know, he has MMA guys and boxers and whatever on there as well. Comedians, because Tyler's a comedian. Um, you know, and it's, uh, but they've had some, you know, really cool guys on there. Kimball, Gillies as well, Vanden Bush. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely check that out. But, uh, yeah, guys, um, Again, I wasn't expecting to do a solo episode, so I kind of, although I will, (laughs) okay. If anybody goes and, please go, like I said, this is episode 84, please go back and check out my back catalog. Um, You know, Ted Aranko, Clark Wilm, Morasty, McMorrow, McIntyre, Dean Mayrad, on and on. Kent Staniforth, Frank Kovacs, all those guys. Uh, Please, Dan Kopak, please check those guys out. but in my last episode on my Sunday shit show Sunday, um, I when I remember when I was talking about the Facebook page, and I said how great it's been to actually cre- uh, it, it's given me content to talk about. Well, one of the topics was that came up on the thing was Scott Stevens being a spot picker, and uh, myself and a gentleman named Ty uh, got into an argument about it, and. Uh, he was calling him a spot picker, and I was like, well, and I listed off his fight card, and all the guys are on it. Please go back and listen to episode 83. I won't, I won't bring it all up here, but, uh, needless to say, we kind of went back and forth initially on Saturday or Friday, whenever. Well, um, no, it had to be Thursday because I recorded on front. No, when did I, rec- I recorded Saturday for the Sunday show. Okay. Well, I'll get, get, like I said, know your time schedule. In the in episode eighty three, I brought up this topic that we had been initially debating on Facebook, and you know, I basically I'm not gonna well, go back and listen. I called him an idiot, and uh, I I listed off Scott Stevens' fight card, all the heavyweights on his fight card. Uh, you know, Ty, I know you're listening, so where'd you go, man? But uh, yeah, so anyway, when I I posted the show uh, Sunday put it on Facebook, I put it on Twitter, it's all on all the major platforms. Um, well, apparently he listened to the show and took umbrage with what I said and uh, that I called him out and replied on Facebook uh, underneath the show post and called me a liar. Although I laughed because he questioned my journalistic integrity, which was kind of, I didn't realize I was a journalist. That kind of, although as Joe pointed out, have you seen what passes for journalism these days? Maybe we are journalists. I'm like, oh, there we go. So, you know, the bar is so low, you got to step over it. But, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, but but he, the the thing that kind of caught me, that didn't get me mad or anything, but it just kind of struck me odd, is he called me a liar. And he goes, oh, you're, you know, all these things you're lying about in the show. I didn't call him a pussy. I never said he was a bad player. Blah, blah. I didn't, like, I went back and listened to my little, what I talked about. I'm like, well, I never said you said he was a bad player. And I never, I said, Ty Domi called him a pussy. I never said you called him one. And then I said that this guy, his name is Ty as well. I said, he said he was a lousy fighter, which he didn't say. He had said, oh, no, what did he say? He didn't say he was a lousy fighter. I think he said he wasn't much of a fighter. 
Or he wasn't that tough. That's what it was. He wasn't that tough. I said, you said he uh, wasn't much of a fighter. So I was pretty close. I got, the, like I said, I think I captured the spirit of what you were trying to say. But anyway, we went back and forth. And like I said, in my opinion, he kept moving the goalposts on. Because then it was like, well, no, but in New Jersey. Oh, but then this guy was too young. Oh, but then, yeah, he fought those heavyweights. But they had to drag him out of the pile most of the time. And he would never square off. And like I said, there was every time there's a different excuse for why he was saying it. So I told him, other than moving the goalposts, I said, you have selective hearing too. Because I didn't say what you just said I said. But uh, anyway, I came up with the idea that I thought would be interesting listening, I said, hey, how about we be adults? I'll give you a platform. You want to question my integrity? Come on my show. And you and I will record this on the air, or we'll debate this on the air. I will give you a platform to speak, and you can fucking motherfuck me all you want, and just, you know, we'll have a debate on the air. I thought that would be actually a really interesting follow-up to the past episode, um, which was going to be, the debate was going to be on this show, um, as well, well, depending on the length and a guest and blah, 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 but I wanted to have the debate on the show and, uh, and I thought it would be a really, in, like, how many people have done that? Basically, whoever they argue, some troll on, on social media, they argue with them, uh, trolls, a social media term for, you know, a non-follower or whatever, but um, they argue with him and then invite him on their show. I thought it would just be a real cool concept. So I privately, and this guy, and he on the page said, yeah, I'm down. I'll do it. Okay. He said, shoot me a direct message. So I did with my cell phone number. And he said, I'm working till nine o'clock. I said, okay, well, after you're done, let's do it. And I said, here's my number. He said, all right, I'll get a hold of you. I said, well, text me when you're ready. Well, Still, still waiting for that text. It hasn't come. So, yeah. So clearly you lost your nerve. And, uh, you know, a lot of talk, no action. But, uh, no, and it's it's actually just too bad. Like, I was just going to, you know, I, I would joke and whatever. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to sit there and motherfuck him and yell and scream at him. It was like, I was going to give him an opportunity to say it on the air. And we could go back and forth and, you know, whatever. I thought it would just be a cool concept. Um, clearly he, I don't know, I don't know what his problem was. He, he was all gung ho for it and then he doesn't show up. So, so at that point I just, I just blocked him and whatever. I'm done, you know, whatever. If you're going to be all talk and not show up, then I'm not dealing with you. I know you're listening to this though. So dude, you had your chance, man. You said you were going to do it. So I don't know where it happened to you, but, uh, you know, whatever, but, uh, moving on, but I thought it'd be kind of cool. And it's funny because, um, I've actually done this before. I've offered people that were arguing with me to come on the show because I think a live, uh, a verbal debate, I think would be would be cool. Maybe, maybe it'd be a complete train wreck, and I just then at that point I just wouldn't use it. But um, yeah, but if it was cool, it was a cool concept. I think people might enjoy listening to it. Um, you know, as long as it was sort of an intelligent debate, whatever. You know, I think it'd be a cool episode, but I've offered a couple people and of course they just disappear right away and they never, they never, they never say yes or no. They just never reply and take off. Um, well, a couple of them flat out said no, then continued to mouth off, but, uh, which sort of shows their character, but, uh, no, uh, Ty was the first one to say, yeah, I'm, I'm down and send me a text and I'll do it for sure. And, you know, so that was unfortunate that he didn't, uh, didn't show up, but, uh, yeah, so interesting on the on the Facebook. The and of course Joe's just sitting here listening right now, just shaking his head like, "Why do you bother?" I know, Joe. I can't help myself sometimes. I, I need material. I'm not. I don't have. I'm not on personal. Uh, I don't have a Rolodex like you do, where you just throw. You just rip out the old cell phone and dial up Trev, you know, and Dino. You know, I, I don't have the pull, the gravitas of a Joe Lazito. So I gotta, I'm, I'm scratching and clawing here, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta invent shit. <laughs> but, um, oh, one of the things that was brought up to me, um, that's been going around social media this week, do you, do you guys all see that viral video of all the little kids cage raging? 
It's in some Russian gym or something. They're in street shoes and stuff, but they got hockey gloves and helmets on with full cages. Oh, and they're little kids. They're like, I don't know how old they are. They got to be under 10 years old. And, uh, oh, they're sitting there punching each other. And this guy's giving them tips on what to do. So, uh, you know, they're, of course, it's gone viral. Everybody's talking. I think it's in Russia or something. Um, well, it's somewhere over. Yeah, it's in Europe somewhere. Well, I know it's not in North America. But, um, you know, you get a number of, you know, some people are, oh, good, you got to start them young. They got to learn. And then other people are just, oh, that's disgusting. And, you know, whatever. And, you know, and they're just, a couple of them sent me the link. And they're just, hey, what do you think of this? And, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I laughed because, I mean, everybody listened. I mean, we all fought with our friends in Chinny or, or in, the, in the locker boxing, as it's called. Or, you know, you, you know what I mean? You know, so, I mean, everyone's done it. So, you know, whatever. Um, you know, again, I think they're eight, nine, ten years old. How hard are they really hitting? I mean, you know, you're wearing a helmet with a cage. Isn't that the perp, the purpose of the helmet in the cage is to, is for, you know, impact and to protect you from impact? Well, you know, let's all calm down. It wasn't like it's Derek Bugard punching these guys. It's another eight year old that weighs, you know, 70 pounds. So calm down, you know. Their brains aren't developed, and you know, again, when they're learning to skate, they fall and hit their head. That's why they wear a helmet, or they fall face on the, you know, that's what the helmets and cages are for. Isn't that what it is? Protection. So, I don't know. I wouldn't get that excited, you know. And I mean, you're watching it. It's not like these kids are going full out dropping bombs. Well, a couple of them get a little amped up, but I mean, most of them are probably just like because they don't know what they're doing. You ever seen an eight year old fight? Yeah, it's not exactly, you know, Tasker's sin, so let's calm down. But at the same time, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what the point of the exercise is. It's completely pointless. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a new age, you know, whatever, but I mean, seriously though, what does an eight-year-old need to know how to fight in hockey for? You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really for it or against it. I just, I don't, I don't know what the point of the whole thing was. Major- Maybe one one kid out of that, that class might go on to play at a level of hockey which allows fighting. Of course, that'll be in about whatever, what is it, uh, if they're eight, you know, that'll be about eight years from now. Oh, shit, by eight years from now, they probably, they'll have they'll have outlawed body contact, let alone fighting. But, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, probably none of them, if it was in Canada, probably the, that entire class would never play at a level high enough that allowed body contact. Seriously, like I, don't, I think here in Saskatchewan, I don't think they can hit until what bantam, and even then, I think it's at elite level. Like on the traveling team is when you can hit, but other than that, you can't hit in peewee anymore or, or just tier hockey bantam. I'm pretty sure, you know. So the majority of kids that sign up for hockey today, in their life, will never play a game of contact hockey. As far as I know. Because don't, they don't allow hitting anymore. So, unless you make the traveling team. Or the, uh, not traveling team, uh, they call it here, the city-wides. You know, where that's sort of the elite level player of that age group. Um, you know, that's where they take the Bantam draft from for the Western League and stuff like that. So these are elite level kids. They, they hit. They can hit. But I think just, you know, the kid that's playing Tier 2 on the local Saskatoon Red Wings team, he's not allowed to hit. Back in the day you were, up until a couple of years ago. Yeah, they had contact, it was peewee up, but yeah, they got rid of that. So, let alone hit, let alone fight. You know, to fight, you, at that point you got to make junior. Uh, I mean, every once in a while in AAA, if they make AAA midget, there'll be a fight or two in AAA now and again, but for the most part, not really. Um, so, you have to either play junior A, or Major Junior before you can fight. Um, you know. And in Junior A, that's pretty much outlawed. It's a three-fight rule in the league. So, yeah, the majority. There could be literally guys playing that could play all the way up through, finish playing Junior, and then you go play college hockey or whatever that will not that will never get into a fight. Which I'm sure, you know, back in the day there was probably some, you know. But for the most part, everybody used to probably get into a couple regardless if you wanted to or not. But, um, so my point of my entire 
roundabout way of yapping is to, so to teach an eight or nine year old to fight in hockey is fairly pointless at this point. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with working on blocking for cardio and stuff like that, you know, to go hit a bag or do some footwork or road work and skipping and all that and, or MMA nowadays. Um, yeah, that's for, for any, and just, there's nothing wrong with knowing how to fight, you know, just for some old self protection. And, and confidence and everything else, you know, when you can, th- you know, when you have the confidence that at least, at least punch, punch enough or throwing punches and, you know, whatever, you, you have a little more confidence in yourself, I think. So I get that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, I don't know. Do we really need to have the, the peewee kids go out to center ice and, you know, drop the gloves and teach them how to fight and get inside and jersey jab and, you know, I what? Now again, if I you know I don't have kids, so it's it's easy for me to commentate on all this. But again, if I had a kid and and I put him in a hockey school and yeah, they did all the drills and everything all day, and then at the end they took him aside over in the corner and showed him a few fighting things. Would that bother me? Wouldn't bother me. No, I'd probably laugh about it. I mean, whatever, you know. Because, um, I mean, like again, they're wearing cages and gloves and let's all calm down, you know. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I'd probably like to think I'd probably actually would have shown them. You know, just just for being such a fight guy, you know. you know, And I'd, I imagine I probably would have had them watching fight videos and everything anyway. We'd probably just, just to mess around, you know, do stuff. But, I mean, you know, whatever. I, it, it was an interesting video, of course. Like I said, the the New Agers got all excited about it, but uh, as they do. But um, yeah, it it um, yeah. Well, to go back to what I was talking about with the with the Facebook page leading to um, topics to talk about, um, a couple things came up today. Well, not only on face. Well, this one was on the Facebook group. The other one was. Um, uh, on uh, well, it was viral because it was the Felino fight. Um, the one thing with the Felino thing, um, if anybody, he's fighting a kid from the wild, some rookie kid from the wild. His name escapes me, but um, Felino hit him a couple times and busted him open. And then after he busted him open, instead of throwing more, he waved the ref in and whatever. You know, it's like. You know, and I, and I read it, and everybody's like, of course, everybody, everyone with their heart on with the code, and they yell and scream, the code's so classy, and gotta love Felino and all this, and I'm, yeah, I don't know, Probert or Semenko ever wave anybody in? Wave the refs in? Nah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. I know there's ex-players that listen to this, if you guys are listening, tell me what you think. I mean, I don't know, and, and... The whole code thing, honor thing, I get it. Um, I get what you mean. I understand what you mean. Game within a game. Unwritten rules. I think some of these new age folks that look, like I've said, always look at it from a Norman Rockwell type, oh, Marcus of Queensberry and everything's classy and blah, blah, blah. They just take it to a level of fucking douchiness that it's like, okay, calm down. Stop screaming warrior and stop screaming this and that. Like, you sound like a goddamn amped up Joe Rogan podcast. Like, calm down the alpha male shit for a sec. Like, you know, because you've never, because half these guys yelling this shit have never been, been in a fight in their life. You know, uh, the whole code thing is asinine to me. Like, the, the lengths that it's gone to. I get it. I, I get it. That's a whole other discussion. The code thing. I get it. But this mentality of this whole classy let them up, blah, blah, oh, stop. You know. Guys going on and on. Like, I always laugh, like, on Twitter when they go on and on about the code. And then the guy's got a profile picture of Wendell Clark. Well, if Wendell Clark was playing now, and have you ever watched Wendell fight? I mean, you got to drag him off the guy. They're fighting on his knees. He grounds and pounds people. He's not giving up. He's throwing, he jumps guys. and Hey, hey, I don't give a shit. That's what you had to do back then. Hit or be hit. The jungle out there. Listen to me throwing all the cliches out. But it was true back then. It was Thunderdome. 
So I had no problem with what he was doing. But all you clowns that love yelling about the coach sure would, which is the iron, the ironic thing of all this. You know, and Probert and all that. Yeah, Probert head-butted and need people and pulled hair too. I hate to break it to you, but he did. I don't give a shit. That was just what you did back then. Shit, we're fighting to win, man. You know, now I'm not sure what they're fighting for. Because they think some reason they're supposed to. Like, oh, you hit my guy, I gotta come in and, you know, and we'll hang on and a couple body punches and good job, bro. We'll hang out and then they talk for 10 minutes in the penalty box and, you know, whatever. Afterward, after the game, thank them for the fight. Like, it's become so, like, like, I, like I've, I've went on a big rant about this on past episodes. I mean, you want to make fighting look pointless and stupid? Go watch the friggin', what is it, Brandon Dillon and... What's his name? Fight them where they're mic'd up. It's like the most embarrassing thing ever. And it's even with this one. Yeah, Felino's pumping them. Well, whatever. Beat the shit out of them until the refs come in. You're not gonna kill them, you know. And again, I'm not trying to sound like some oh, I'm not some animal and bang his head off the ice and whatever. I'm not saying that. But I'm just like, when? Why? Why is everything so nice? All of us and classy and code. Why? When did this all... I'm, I'm curious. We should timeline that sometime. Maybe that'll be one of my topics for a future episode. Break it down. When did all this horse shit start? I'm not sure. Now, hey, if you're just out there getting momentum, you both agree to fight, and you're two tough guys, like back in the day, yeah, there's no need to hair pull or extra shot on a guy. You know, whatever. Your team need a momentum. He, he agreed to the fight, whatever. Okay. You say good job after whatever. I get it. There's a there's a place for that. That's not what I'm talking about. But if this guy's playing fuck around, like I've seen guys, they'll run a teammate. So this guy comes in like he should, grabs the guy and fight afterwards. Yeah, good job, bro. Meanwhile, your buddy's lying over in a heap with the trainer peeling him off with the spatula. Why the fuck are you being so nice to buddy here that did it? Shouldn't you be trying to literally like? Kill the guy? You know what I mean? I shouldn't say literally, because you're not trying to kill the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to straighten that shit out now. Like, McSorley and Semenko and them. Like, if somebody was messing around with Gretzky and knocked Gretzky around, and Marty went and grabbed the guy and beat the shit out of him, he didn't give him a few body punches, and then when the refs got in, hey, good job, buddy. No. You were, he was trying to put a serious hurt on you and send a message to never do that again. I don't know what they do now. I don't know. They're th- they're so busy. Halfway through the fight, they're thanking each other. And then all these guys online get hard-ons over it. Like, I don't know. And these are like fight fans. I don't get it. Like, and again, I'm not saying it's got to be goddamn uh, back alley street fighting. I'm not saying that, but I mean... If a guy's being a clown, what are we being nice to him for? What? What? Oh, you got? Oh, it's the code, bro. Well, he didn't give a shit when he went in high on your teammate. So what the hell are you giving a shit for? I like when the guy hits his teammate high. His teammate's lying there. The guy goes in and bumps him, and then oh, they they back off and square off, and hell have to take their hel- oh back before you did. They take their helmets off, and oh, okay, you must be really mad. You're, you're so mad. You told him let's you know really. Like, if somebody hits your buddy, and she, if you're at a bar and, so, and some guy sucker punches your friend, are you going to go over on the shoulder? Excuse me, sir. Let's, uh, we'll take it outside. And you and you and, you and I will have a tussle. No, you jump right there on the motherfucker and start beating on him. I mean, what are we doing? Like, am I, really, am I the, am I talking goofy? Maybe I am, I don't know. Get a hold of me. Get a hold of me on Twitter or on Facebook. Or on, if you want to email me, hockey fights at Hotmail. That's right, I still have a Hotmail account because it's a cool account. I have a million email accounts, but I like my Hotmail one. Yeah, hockey fights at Hotmail.com. Send me an email. Say, hey, Darren, you're full of shit. You know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, tell me what I'm, what I'm wrong about. I'm all ears. I'd love to hear from the ex-players. I know i got a lot of ex-players that listen. And thank you, boys, for listening. I appreciate it. But tell me, am I, am I out to lunch on this one? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Let me know. 
Oh, I was going to say, I, I'm just looking over at the box here. I had uh, a, the hockey card store, or the sports card store in Saskatoon here. Um, I got the heads up that they were selling those old 7th inning sketch, the WHL and the OHL cards. They had, or they had boxes for like 6 bucks. Dave, thank you Dave again for letting me know. So I went over there and I bought a box of OHL and a box of WHL. And I still have three, a couple packs left of the Western Hockey League. Um, this is neither here nor there, but um, Dan Kopeck, friend of the show, former guest. Check out his episode. Um, he, of course, is in the 90-91 set when he played for Brandon. And um, I sent Brad some. He wanted his, uh, he played in Laval in 0203, but he didn't have any footage. So I managed to track down some Laval discs from that time period. And, uh, hey, check out my fourth, my, I put his fight, Kopech's fight with uh, Terrio up on there. Um, I'll put up some more Kopech fights. Dang, badass dude, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I sent, uh, Dan the DVDs. But in the DVD, uh, in the package, I also sent, in the mail, in the envelope, I also threw in a pack of these WHL cards. And it just, and I, he sent me an email to, or a text today. He said, oh, I got it. Thanks, man. Whatever. And he was laughing about the cards, but, uh, he said he's going to let his kid open them when he sees them. But, uh, uh, I, I, I just said to him, I said, that must be weird to open up a package of hockey cards and get yourself. That'd be so odd. I never actually thought about it until I was typing it to him. I'm like, cause that's why I said it to him. I'm like, oh, hey, maybe you'll get you. Ha ha ha. You know? And I'm like, that'd be weird, actually, to actually open up a pack of cards and get yourself. Really? It's like I always say when you're playing video games. Like, would it be weird to be... Like, we were all ourselves because we created ourselves. But imagine actually turning the game on and you're on there. You know, that'd be kind of weird. I don't know. Fill in time here, folks. I don't know. Indulge me, please. You know. But no, seriously, though, I think that'd be kind of weird. But, uh... Um... No, one of the... The last thing I'll get to today, um, and it's been, you know, it's been talked to death about, and, uh, you know, I'm certainly not uh, uh, breaking new ground or, or oh, this is, a, this is an interesting topic. No one's talked about this because that's all the press has talked about for years. Um, of course, was the, uh, you know, the, the CTE uh, debate in hockey and stuff like that. Um, and of course, uh, a gentleman posted today on the enforcer group about that this morning, or it might've been last night. Um, and of course it's generated 82 comments and I'm looking 4,000 posts re and it's all over the place. Um, um, as a fan of the page, as a Canadian, I have my own top five enforcers list. Maybe it's time to be honest and pick a fight on an issue. Do we overly glorify and enjoy the role too much given the growing number of dead players due to traumatic brain impact? How many more Proberts, Belaks, and Rippins do we have to lose to finally understand the permanent brain injuries sustained to becoming a legitimate enforcer is a price too high to pay by fans and certainly by the families of these players? How do we, who love the game, say it's okay it's time to face this and tell the Don Cherries of our sport enough is enough. We appreciate our history in the game, but we all know too much about the risk to the human brain to stop glorifying this. And have to stop glorifying this. Um, so first of all, um, I'm not going to name call this guy or anything. Um, you know, I, I get it. It's a worthwhile debate. Um, well, it's not even a debate. It's yeah, you fight. You have um, CTE. It's been linked to it, and you know. But um, so there's no arguing that. Um, clearly, it affects everyone. Blows the head up. Can obviously affect everyone different. Um, you know, because I I talked to some guys. They're fine, and they fought hundreds of times. Other guys, not so much, and then it's tough times. Um, you know, as. Um, well, first of all, I'll address the names, um, Probert, Belak, and Rippin. Well, one was a heart attack and two were suicides. So, and both the suicides, Wade and Rick's, um, was, you know, since teenage years, childhood years of depression. Um, so I wouldn't say, and that's not from fights. Um, I know the media, I think more, the, the exception, the, that I took to the post was, um, it very much reads like a hockey news article. Um, 
or any of the Myrtle or Cox or uh, who's the other goof there? Ken Campbell. Um, the thing that bothers me is I think a lot of times they use those guys' names and they stand on them and to trumpet their their agenda. And uh, I think a lot of it is lost. At the same time, like reading some of the comments, I don't think it's in, on this uh, to this guy's post. I don't. I. It's not a good look either. I mean, you have some people having trying to have the debate or whatever, and then other people put like, you know, uh, you know, little gifts of people crying or go watch soccer, pussy, and you know, whatever. No figure skating, and I mean that. I mean that. Now we're just going idiocy the other way. I mean that's that's not helping anybody having that um, that discussion either. So or that statement. I mean, you know, um, my simple reply to this was um, that I've said to all of these guys. Um, your biggest culprit, if you're if you're dead serious about head injuries and being, you know, taking it seriously, eliminate body contact. Because that's the number one uh, cause. Fighting is a very small cause of CTE, as the scientifically has been pointed out. I'm not going to start throwing numbers out, but really, I mean, I think anybody that, well, I mean... There, I mean, they have soccer players that are getting head injuries because they're heading the ball and and all that, and they're you know whatever. Well, they don't fight soccer, so to I think there's a lot of linking the CTE to the fighters, and you know, and it's all from fighting. I think a lot of people get this misconception that it's from fighting. Um, you know, when I fight, I'm not trying to the fighting doesn't do anything. No, I'm not saying that, but um, I think it 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 starts to become the scapegoat for a lot of things, because um, I think. Visually, it's not... I could see how it's unappealing visually to people. I always say, I understand why people don't like fighting in hockey. I don't have an issue with that. I get it why you don't. I get it. Um, so visually, people don't enjoy it. So that becomes like, well, that's the number one problem. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of guys that don't fight. So, but they have, you know, they're having brain or head issues and stuff. So what's it from then? Well, uh, clearly it's from contact. Like, I mean, you have guys going, you know, 25, 28, 30 miles an hour on ice, slamming into it, 220, 30 pounds, slamming into each other, and you're worried about a hockey fight. Well, I think, it, you know, and then it's like, well, yeah, but it's a head trauma, you, it's targeting the head. A clean hit can give you a concussion. I mean, you can put a shoulder into a guy's chest. It's not the, it's not the blow to the head, it's the sudden stop and the snapping of the head. I mean, obviously, an elbow, a flying elbow to the head isn't good either, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they, everyone talks like, oh, if you hit him clean, it's, it, you won't get a concussion. Well, it's, it's, it's just dirty hits that cause concussions. Well, no, it's a sudden stop that causes the concussion. You know, we're just semantics on how it gets there, you know, but no. So anything that cause, that has collisions, you know, what, so I said, anybody that's listening, that play, you don't have to play pro sports, but I mean, you grew up playing high school football. Well, you've probably had brain trauma, head trauma from hitting. It's just, you know, if you're big on BMXing or riding bikes and you take a bunch of falls over the, which you'll do. Obviously, you've maxed your head, smacked your head a few times, get into a car accident or two. You get concussions. Well, that's head injuries. So, I think the majority of people probably have had head injuries at the time, and and might have CTE from it. You know, I know I've had multiple concussions, football from baseball, a knee in the head, few other things over time. You know, so yeah, you start to kind of wonder. You know, so yeah, it's it's anything from that's had head trauma. So, like I said, I think a lot of times you get pinned on it's just the fighters. And yeah, I'm not going to lie, yeah, there's some guys in some real rough shape. I'm not going to deny that. But, like I said, to, these these guys love to throw out the Proberts, the Belaks, and the Rippins. And it's like, well, you know, they did the brain thing, the autopsy on his brain, and he had CTE and whatever. It's like, okay, but that's not what killed him, though. The heart attack is what killed him. Really. If you have cancer, if you have lung cancer and get into a car accident and die, what killed you? wasn't lung cancer, it was the car accident. So, you know, Belak and Rippin was suicide. Oh, and they like to throw Bugard out. Well, that was an accidental overdose. 
You see where I'm going here? Like, again, they have a CT. What, I'm not trying to downplay it or whatever. Justify fighting. Because I will say on here, not on this Facebook, lately on this Facebook group, but on Twitter, I've been called out numerous times, actually by writers of the Hockey News on Twitter, that I glorify fighting with my YouTube channel and my podcast. I said, well, I glorify the guys that did it and give them a voice. That's what the point of my show is. That's why I do it. So I guess in your mind, if you want to consider that glorifying the role, oh, okay. I mean, we'll talk about fights and who was tougher and who won that fight. It was a great fight. You know, and I respect everybody that did it. Um, You know, so I guess I'm glorifying it. But at the same time, it was, all the guys I've had on the show, they have all said they'd do it again. So, and like I told the one, one guy said, well, the NHLPA puts out the survey to their members every year, 98, 99.9% of the time, or every time, it's come back, leave fighting in the game. I said, so right then, the discussion should stop. There. The play, the, those that are playing it and who it affects want it. So you and I, listening or sitting on the sidelines, our opinion doesn't matter. It's not affecting us. Let the players decide. If, the, if someday they do the poll and say, hey, you know what, we don't want fighting anymore, then take it out. The NHL could have taken it out whenever. Oh, that's the other thing. I always laugh. Everybody yells at Batman for removing fighting. What fight rules he put in? Yeah, I'm not trying to stick up for Batman. He's a little weasel, but I mean, really... Everybody likes to call him the culprit of anti-fighting and why David Branch is the one you want to yell at in Hockey Canada. Put in the fight rules. Three fights in the OHL and in the Quebec League. And all that. You chop a tree down at the bottom, boys. You don't, not at the top. Cut off the pipeline. No one come and fights anymore because they didn't fight in junior. The league champ has four fights now. Well, he played three years of junior. He was the heavyweight champ. You know, he's got 11 fights to do his career. You know, not knocking the kids. That's the rules. That's what they have to play by. But that's how you got rid of fighting. You just get rid of it at the junior level. They don't just grow on trees. Oh, I never fought before, but once I get to the NHL, I will. No, of course you won't. So, yeah. So it wasn't Batman. It was Batman's branch. But anyway. Um, because as far as I know, the, what fight rule has the NHL put in lately? Like, the instigator rule's been around since, what, the 92 or 93? Like, you know, so, you know, anyway. Yeah, so, you know, I, I guess to be accused of glorifying fighting, like I said, I guess I try to glorify the position just to, like I said, to give the guys the voice. And like I said, you talk to all of them, they'd all do it again. You know, and some of them have some issues. But they, at the same time, they turned around and said they wouldn't change anything. Well, then there you go. So, um, you know, I, I don't think adults need other adults speaking for them. Especially other adults that are just pushing an agenda and don't know. Like, how many fights has Ken Campbell been in his life? You know, how many teammates did he stick up for? As far as I know, he didn't play. So, he wouldn't know. Talk to any player, they all want it. So, like I said, the discussion's over at that point. Um, you know, in a in that, in this sense. But, no, I at the end of the day, if, if people want to have a... Have, if you're serious about head issues, um, to me, you can't turn around and go on and on about being... Uh, you're so worked up and so uh, cognizant of head issues and that's your focus and everything else. Meanwhile, every year all you've done is speed the game up. Take out center ice, you took out obstruction, so you can't hold anyone up. The equipment is lighter than ever. These guys are faster than ever. Lighter and harder. The equipment is lighter and harder than ever. You take out center ice and you tell the defenseman they can't hold anybody up. And you figure fighting is the culprit for CTE? Oh, yeah. Like, and hey, that's the thing. Like I say, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. They're not all of a sudden go, hey, you know what? We're real serious. We're going to put center ice back in. We're going to put the red line back in. Are you kidding me? It'd be a friggin' riot. 
Because there's a whole generation of fan that grew up without the red line. So you imagine you put that back in and slow things down. Oh my god. The end of the world. So you created human pinball. But then, but then to turn, but so the, and then, and at the top it all off, I always say, and you took, got rid of the enforcer. So you got rid of the consequences too. You've sped everything up and got rid of the consequence. And then you, and then you have the nerve to get on online or write articles about fighting in CTE. Really? Like you're putting the uh, little, kind of the cart before the horse. But it's too late now. Like, they're not going to bring the, the enforcers. Not, oh, we're going to lift all the fight rules in junior and we got to bring that. They're never going to bring it back. Let it go. It's not. Fighting, it's never going to come back. So, this is the hockey that you get, for the most part. No hitting. And when they do hit, it's they completely run guys. And, hell, you got guys turning into the boards because they want to protect the puck. Because, oh, God, God knows you don't want those puck possession numbers to go down. So you'll put yourself in, in danger of getting your neck broken. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on a dime and turn into the boards right when the guy's a second from impact. But then every yahoo on Twitter slows it, slows instant slow-mo. And, yeah, you see, he could have stopped. He could have held up. Yeah, said every guy that never played. So the very, the Myrtles and the Coxes and the Ken Campbells of the world that all champion for this faster hybrid of pond hockey... Out of the, uh, turn around and cry about CTE. Hey, assholes! This is the and this is the environment you created. So congratulations. So it ain't getting better. But like I always tell these people, you're so concerned about CTE. When you figure out how to redu- how to eliminate head trauma from a contact sport, you let me know because we'll put you up for a Nobel Peace Prize. You know, I'd like I'm dying to let to know how you're going to do that. And as and I'm not poo-pooing at all the deaths of Probert and Rippin and Boogie and those guys, not at all. So don't take it like I'm saying that either. I just get tired of them being used as the poster children for it. At the same time, I'm not naive enough to oh fighting didn't do any of that, you know. Of course it did. But at the same, I'm just going by what players have told me, so. I don't know what to tell you. And hey, and if and if and if ex players are really on board with the non, they don't want fighting anymore. Hey, that's their right. That's their opinion. You know, they would know better than anybody. So it's real hard to argue with a guy who went and played in the minors in the NHL, and then he turned around and said he doesn't really want fighting. You know, I mean, I, I think as long as they're not using like for grandstanding, you know, I'm not even going to get into Carcillo and those guys. Well, parts of what Carcillo does, I, I agree with, but his whole anti-fighting, his reasons for it, I don't like. I don't appreciate it. I don't like how he goes about doing things. I've always said that about Carcillo. I don't completely disagree with his message. I disagree with his methods, though. But, um, yeah, no, if an ex-player doesn't want fighting, and I'm not going to sit there, oh, you turncoat, and all that shit. I'm gonna, No, it's his right to say that. Hell, he has, like I said, he has the experience level far more than I do. To, to say that. Like Ciccone and those guys. Although Ciccone might be for political reasons too. So I mean. It might be a tint to that. I want a guy that doesn't have any. That isn't looking for a hockey job. Or involved in hockey. He just drives a forklift in Des Moines. If he says. He should get rid of fighting. I think his. He'd have a I'd, I'd take his opinion a lot more. A lot, give it a lot more Validity. Than the guy who's trying to get on the Sportsnet gig, or he works for or, uh, he works for TSN for the for the NHL network. Well, he's not going to sit there and come out. And say, oh yeah, no, they need fighting in the you know because you know the league had, they're probably giving them the you know. So I think there's some agendas sometimes too because I know because I know for a fact it's happened a few times. They'll go on record as shitting on fighting, but then when you talk to them privately, they love the tilts. So, and I know I've been there firsthand. I'm not going to say who it was. A couple guys, actually. And it was just like, oh, really? Like, come on, you guys. You know, but hey, you need to, they need a, they need a gig and, uh, 
you know, I always say, mom needs a new pair of shoes. So they'll, they'll, they're the dancing monkeys. They'll say what they need to say, but, uh, which to me is kind of sad, but at the same time, Hey, you know, whatever, got to make a living. Right. So whether, whether a bunch of dorks on a Facebook site and some idiot on a podcast thinks I'm somehow, you know, I, or I think they're, uh, they're turncoats or something. I imagine they could give less than a shit about what I have to say. So, you know, whatever, more power to them. But, uh, yeah, guys, how about we just wrap this up, whatever this was. Um, again, really sorry that I didn't have an interview with for you. Um, like I said, going forward, you know, you know how it may, most Wednesdays I've had a show for you guys, an interview for you guys. So, but every once in a while it just doesn't work out. Life happens. And, uh, you know, nonetheless, I hope, um, you know, you guys enjoyed listening to this show. Hopefully it, uh, it got, you got, got you through your workout or what have you. So, um, you know, uh, this Sunday, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do on Sunday. I don't know. That'd be like three solo episodes in a row. It's like, me. So I don't know. I'll, I'll see. Like I said, I got a few days. Um, it's the wife's birthday on the weekend. So I don't know. I might not even do a Sunday episode to be completely honest. Um, you know, cause like I said, I have a life too. So, um, you know, we'll see going, we'll see. I think I'll probably do a little something. I might do the best, just a little 20 minute, half an hour deal. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, like I said, I hope I have an interview lined up on Friday with a cat. So hopefully, um, that turns out. Um, like I said, I'm always beating the bushes, guys. I'm asking people. Um, like I said, I, I hopefully I have a real. I'm gonna have a really cool guest. I hope. I hope he agrees to do it. I haven't asked him yet. Um, I'm laying the groundwork. We'll see. I haven't. Well, I, haven't I haven't popped the question, so we'll see. But I think it'd be a really cool talk. So be something really unique. Um, like I said, Facebook's opened up a whole new audience um, or a pool of guests or potential guests. Um, so yeah, going forward, um, you know, I, I expect to have some pretty cool guests for you guys. I'm open. So anyway, so, but anyway, we'll wrap it up. That is another episode and, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Thanks for listening guys. Have a good day. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?